Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this great King, this Savior, Messiah Yeshua, our great God and Lord, He's coming in the clouds for his people any moment. Oh, there's great resistance to this message. And that's why we believe the Lord's given us this platform to proclaim that we need to watch therefore and be ready. We don't know the hour of the day the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, is coming. Well, welcome to the program. My name is Dove Schwartz. I am here in northern Israel proclaiming King Jesus is coming. Get ready. Be ready ready. And I have a special teaching, a program today that will help us all to do just that, to prepare ourselves for the coming of King Jesus, watching for his coming and getting ready. Uh, First, let's start off with a word of prayer. Oh, Holy Father in heaven and our great Messiah, Jesus name, thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for reminding us through your word and by your spirit, Lord Jesus, to watch for your coming and to be ready. Bless all of our listeners today. Please bless the teaching and hearing of your glorious and wonderful word. Thank you, Father. In Messiah Jesus' name, amen. In in the New Testament book of Philippians, this, this great Jewish apostle Paul is writing actually from incarceration. He's writing from incarceration. He is He's locked up for the gospel, but he as he reminds us, Though he's in chains, the gospel is not, and it's going out. Well, in the, in the congregation in Philippi, uh, this is one of the congregations he writes from there and, and, and encouraging them, teaching them, reminding them to stand fast in Messiah Jesus. So there's a passage in here I want to talk with, with you about. One of the things that, that's important for me in my ministry is to position myself, my family, and, and others for grace and for mercy. And that way, while all hell is breaking loose all around us, and and by the way, it is, and it will get worse before it gets better, we can still be receiving God's grace and God's mercy. I I like there's an old Texas uh, gospel, Southern, a friend of mine called it Southern Fried Gospel Song, and they they talk about um, uh, that they want to uh, be under the spout where the glory comes out. (laughs) They want to be. They want to be under the spout where the glory comes out. They want to be under that grace and that mercy. They want it pouring on them. And and isn't that what we should want, especially in this hour? So in in Philippians 2, 9 through 13, well, actually in 2, 9 through 11, uh, the Bible teaches that Messiah Jesus has been exalted by Abba Father and given the name which is above every name, and that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, and, and, and those in heaven and on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should f- confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Uh, this, is, this is our hope. This is our, our reality that we stand in, that we walk by faith in this very fact, that Jesus is Lord. King Jesus is King and Lord of, of everything. And so... Uh, he has been. He has received all authority in heaven and and on earth from Abba Father, and uh, and so in light of that, there's a passage in verses twelve and thirteen 
that is the subject for our program today. And I believe if you will receive this, will help you embrace the grace and mercy the Lord has for you today to experience his goodness, to experience his favor, to experience the way forward in troubled times. Listen, it it may look bad now, and it does. There's going to come a day, not very long from now, where people will look for and long for the order and the way things work and function today. They'll, they'll maybe, maybe it's a year from now, maybe it's two years from, I don't know where people look back and say, Oh, that it were like it was in 2016. You see, and and right now to us, it looks pretty scary compared to how it was five years ago or 10 years ago. But, but listen, there will come a day and I don't believe it's far off. Well, people are going to look back and say, Oh, that it Oh, that we had the sense of calm and order that we had in 2016. You see what I'm saying? It's going to get really difficult. Okay, so if if you'll do by faith what this verse says, um, you'll be able to stand in that time. Okay, so here it is in verses 12 and 13. And and maybe you're having trouble standing now. Well, this will help. Verses 12 and 13, Philippians 2. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So what he's saying is, is okay, when, when Paul, who planted this Philippian congregation, and there were signs and wonders bursting out of Paul's life during his time in Philippi, you might remember uh, that he cast a demon spirit out of this crazy uh, uh, uh troubled woman and 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 she was delivered and then he for doing that because she wasn't able anymore to to uh um be a fortune teller and 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 do demonic wonders that people would pay her for and and she was making money for the people who were working for her through this demonic influence well you'd think that's a good thing this precious lady was set free no paul was 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 publicly beaten and and he and silas were put in prison for that and then they begin to praise the Lord in prison and seek his face and just glorify him, though they were in chains. And and the prison doors were open. There was a, an effect like an earthquake that took place, and the prisoners could have left and escaped, but instead of doing so, they wanted to hear this gospel. They wanted to see what caused this great sign and, and wonder. And they came to faith in Jesus, and the jailer said who was going to, he was going to be killed by the Romans, uh, or by those who ran the prison. He was going to be killed. Uh, for letting everyone escape, but they didn't escape. And it was a miracle. And he said, well, what do I have to do to be saved? And, and the jailer in Philippi and his whole house were saved. And, 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 and so in this environment, Paul is plant, plants this congregation. So they know who Paul is. They know about the glory of God that is in his life. They know what his great faith is. And so he's writing them this letter. And, 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 and he says, well, the way you obeyed the Lord when I was there, now, much more do so in my absence. You know, he, they may have been thinking, oh, golly, this, this, this man, he did these great signs and wonders, but now what's going on? He's in prison. He's in prison. Where's the power of God to get him out now? What's going on? How come he's not, he's not being set free? Is this really a work of God? Uh, what about us? What are we going to do? And, and so Paul's writing them this letter. And, and he says, no, 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 stay the course. No, as much as you obeyed the Lord when I was there with you, now much more. 
work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. What he's saying is you saw me go through those things in front of you. You you've experienced and you've seen it's not all it's not all sugar and lollipops to follow Jesus. Yeah? Paul was beaten. Paul was put in prison. But through that and the faith to praise Jesus through it comes signs and wonders and people getting saved by Jesus. This is how it look this is what it looks like, folks. It's not, oh, um, um, God has set a life of pillows and feathers and, and fullness and, 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 and blessings every moment of every second of every day. You know, the blessing of every moment of every second of every day is we're saved by Jesus. We have God's grace and love in our lives. Every moment, listen, goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. That's... That's what we rejoice in. And, 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 and so what we do is we look at this faith walk in Messiah Jesus like it really is. It's a full-time job. It's, listen, it's a full-time job to follow Jesus. Well, well uh, he even says that here. He says, work out your own salvation. Now, now we need to clarify something here this doesn't mean that we can work for our salvation it doesn't mean that well as i 24 7 am working uh for the lord uh, and even in my sleep i'm sleeping and i'm dreaming about how i can work for the lord that somehow that helps gain me grace and mercy no the bible teaches very clearly in ephesians 2 it is by grace you have been saved through faith and not that of yourselves it is a gift of god not of works lest any man should boast right? So it, we are saved by believing in what the work Jesus did on the cross. At the same time, following Jesus, the Lord, it takes work. It takes work. It takes diligence. It takes vigilance. It takes adjustments. It takes repentance and confessing sin. I, I, I think about my life and I spend a lot of my time thinking, um, what's the right way to think about this? What's, what's the right way to do this? Uh, what's the right way? Uh, where are the priorities of my life? Where's my heart? Is my heart right with the Lord? Am I loving him first? And then, and am I, am I loving people? Um, where am I? You know, and, and there's constantly taking stock and appraisal of our heart and our mind and our life. It takes work. It takes work. Yeah. Well, we're going to come back to this concept of working out your own salvation and then with fear and trembling in just a moment. First, I need to take a little break. I need to talk to you about this wonderful ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, that is sponsoring this program. And if you're not new to watch, therefore, you've heard me talk about Blessing Israeli Believers before. Listen, it's so exciting to be all over. I was, I was um, in Bet Shemesh yesterday. You know Bet Shemesh from your Bible? Bet Shemesh? I was there yesterday. The sign says Bet Shemesh and I driving in. And while it's driving through the Bible. And so we're in these areas in Israel and, and in Jerusalem and in at the Sea of Galilee. I was at the Sea of Galilee last Friday, right there at the lake where Jesus walked. And in these areas in Israel, there are believers in Messiah Jesus who are getting out the gospel, making disciples, being salt and light in Israel, preparing for the coming of the Lord to save the land and people of Israel. Listen, this is this is exciting. Participate. Get on our monthly newsletter. Go to blessingisraelibelievers.com. Request to be added to our monthly newsletter. Okay? Request that. And and as you prayerfully and financially partner with Blessing Israeli Believers, you also help keep watch therefore on 
the air. I also have some exciting announcements you're going to be hearing on the program. Get ready. I have some really cool, exciting announcements coming up over the next few days. Also, our Blessing Israeli Believers Feast of Tabernacles Israel Tour. The time is shutting out for that pretty soon. Don't miss it. Go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com and sign up today. If you have any questions uh, or, or anything, listen, the details are they're all over. Um, you can go to the website, click on that graphic, and you can learn so much about this tour. But if you have any questions, let me know. Feel free to do that. Now, back to our teaching in Philippians chapter 2. If you, if you just got in your car... And just turned this program on. My name is Doe Schwartz. I'm in northern Israel proclaiming King Jesus is coming. We're talking about um, in light of the reality of who Jesus Christ is and that every knee will bow and tongue confess that he is Lord, uh, that uh, Paul tells the congregation of believers in Jesus in Philippi in verse 12 of, of chapter 2, uh, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation. And we stopped there at the end of the first segment. Here we go. With fear and trembling. With fear and trembling. What does this mean? This is, this is so different. What do, you, what do you mean work out our own salvation in fear and trembling? Wait a second. Isn't, isn't God our Father and isn't our Lord Jesus Christ? And isn't, isn't the Holy Spirit, isn't God love? And, and isn't God like a big fuzzy teddy bear? that I just go to when I have problems and I tell him my problems and, and, and I, um, you know, I, 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 um, I do what I want to do, but sometimes I get myself in trouble when I do what I want to do. And, and so God's supposed to, um, just fix everything and I need money. So God's supposed to give me money and, and, um, and I need this and I need that. So isn't God just supposed to give me, see, see, he's not like a Jesus genie. He's not like you take the Jesus genie lamp off the, the counter and you rub the Jesus genie lamp and out pops Jesus the genie to give me what I want. And then you get back in that bottle, Jesus. Get in back in there and I'll get that bottle off the counter when I need to talk to you again. That's how people treat the Lord of glory. No, he's holy. He's holy. He says in his word, those who come near me must treat me as one who is holy, pure, different than everyone. Listen, when I got saved, I was into all kinds of bad things, and I was a horribly dark, sinful person. And I began realizing as he began revealing himself to me personally, that someone who is very much other than the way I am is watching me right now, and he is very unhappy with what he sees. I didn't have Christians around me. I didn't have people around me. I was in in bars. I was doing things that are horrible things, and I was a drunkard and and using drugs and 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 other very bad things. And so, so over a period of a few months, I began realizing I'm in big trouble. I need to be forgiven. What am I going to do? And I heard the gospel then and someone, a friend called who had gotten saved and shared the gospel with me and others. And my wife began to go to church. And, and, and so long story short, one night at about three in the morning, I lifted my hands in the air with tears streaming down my face. Why? Because my living room had become holy. And I didn't know to tell you that because I didn't know the Bible then. If you would ask me that night, what's going on? I said, I'm in big trouble and I need God. But I just lifted my hands up in the air with tears streaming down my face and I cried out to Jesus to forgive me and save me. 
because the room was holy. His presence was there. And I felt very dirty. And then this dome of love fell over me, poured on me, and I I was clean. And I understood. I'm clean. I'm different now. I'm clean. Right? You see, you, you know if someone really knows the Lord, our Lord Jesus, because they've had an encounter with his holiness. What do you mean? You can't have an encounter with the Holy One without experiencing his holiness. You look at Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6, when he had this revelation of the Lord sitting on his throne in all of his glory. Jesus, the Lord. And, he was, and, and angels were flying around the Lord saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with this. And, and Isaiah recognized right off the bat something, his sin. Why? It was because in the manifest presence of Jesus Christ, he was able to distinguish between God's holiness and his own unholiness. Yes? When Peter was was told by Jesus, our Lord, go out fishing again. And, you know, Peter, who's a fisherman, and, and this Jesus, he's, he's just some kind of traveling preacher, prophet guy. You know, who's he? I'm a, don't you know, Jesus, I'm a fisherman. And we've been out fishing all night long. And the fish ain't to be caught right now, and I'm tired. And, and you're just a preacher. You're not a fisherman, I'm a fisherman. See, he Peter didn't know... He was talking not only to the one who created the fish, he was talking to the one who created Peter. And so, and so, Peter, okay, let's go out fishing. Right? And and then the Lord, the creator of the fish, the creator of the Peter, the creator of the lake that the fish are swimming in, the creator of everything, said, uh, throw your nets over there. And then Peter, they got a catch that they couldn't hardly haul in. There was so many fish. And then Peter got a revelation, an understanding of who he was dealing with. Just a glimpse, not a t- just a glimpse of who he's really dealing with. And he lowered his head and said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Right? We've got a Christian environment today that talks and treats and behaves towards the Lord of glory, Jesus Christ, like Peter before he caught those fish. Now, you know, I know you're the Lord. Okay, yeah, I'll go to church. I'll do my nod to God. It's Sunday morning. I've done my thing. And then they try to put this Lord of glory back in the Jesus genie bottle and put it up on the counter. He won't go in there. He don't fit. That's not real good English, but I think it makes a point. He don't fit in that bottle. He doesn't fit in the American Christian parameters of thinking that, um, that, that somehow we are God and he is the servant. That we are God and he is not. No, it's the other way around. He's God. You're not. And so what should we do? We should work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And it's the fear of God that's the beginning of wisdom. And this is not the American Christian Jesus. 
I'm sorry to tell you that. But the real one, who we all will bow before, and we will look into his glory, and many will do so, and they will be thrown to a lake of fire, and others will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Which one are you? Which one are you? In order to work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. For his good pleasure. What do you mean? What does this mean? The, the, the Lord of glory who from the chaos created everything around us and the stars and the sun and the moon with his words is inside of us if we believe in Jesus Christ, if we've been born again. And he has a will for our lives. Yeah? And he has things for us to do that he's working out from inside of our lives to the outside to a lost and dying world for his good pleasure. And that should make you tremble a little bit. It does me. It does me. It makes me tremble that this Lord of glory this creator of everything is inside of, listen, how would you like to have everything you've thought about in your mind posted on a big screen at church on Sunday for everyone to see? Everything you've thought in the last month. I wouldn't. We're all messed up. And we have this glorious, sinless, holy one inside of us wanting to do good things with us and from us should make us tremble. It makes me tremble. Yeah. We're running out of time. Please pray with me. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name. Thank you. Jesus, you are Lord. And every knee will bow and tongue confess that that's true. If there's anyone who's listening today who has not truly bowed their knee to you on this side, that they might hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, when they bow their knee before you later. Oh, Lord, save them and heal them and forgive them. Cry out to Jesus Christ, save me, I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again. And he'll save you and forgive you and give you new life. Oh, Father, Messiah, Jesus' name, teach us what it means to work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. Thank you that it's your will to to work and do good things for your good pleasure from our lives. Help us to understand that and to cooperate with your grace. Bless all of our listeners today, Father, Messiah, Jesus' name. Bless them. Bless them, bless them. And thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to hear your word and to respond to your grace and mercy today. May all of our listeners do exactly and just that. Thank you, Father, Messiah, Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I pray the program has been a blessing to you today. You know what? It's been a blessing for me. And uh, remember, blessing Israeli believers, the ministry brought this program to you today. Uh, go to blessingisraelibelievers.com and and do whatever Jesus the Lord tells you to do. We're trusting him to raise up partners to help keep watch there for on the air. Um, also, our, our Blessing Israeli Believers Feast of Tabernacles Israel Tour is coming up. You don't want to miss it. You talk about a life-changing, exciting time. Don't miss it. John McTurnan and myself are leading the tour. Aharon Lavarco, our Messianic tour guide. Uh, we're going to be going to a Messianic congregation all over the land of Israel. Celebrations for Feast of Tabernacles. Don't miss it. Until we get together next time, watch Therefore. Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. 
Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.